0: Good morning. Good morning. Wow, I'm still on. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Pre- <laughs> I don't even have words. <laughs> they're, they're all stuck. Um, what a blessing to get to tell God's story Amen. through one life. Okay. It's just got nothing to do with me, that's for sure. But um, what, what, a, what a blessing when, um, I love to call him preacher. That's what my dad called his preacher. Um, preacher asked me Thursday, he texted me and said, would you give your testimony? And um, my first impression was, let's see, I got Friday, I got Saturday. So I don't have time. I got to put a PowerPoint together. I got to study. I got to pray. I got a lot to do. My husband's out of town. So I text him back and I said, Pastor, put me on for later. It's short notice. I can't do it. And um, I went to to bed that night, but I didn't go to sleep. And and I'm shaking because I'm so excited to tell the story and I hope it comes out right. I hope it comes out right. So, I texted him back on Friday morning and I said, Pastor, if you give me a chance to tell my story, I'm in. If you give me two minutes, if you give me two days, I'm in. If you give me zero notice, I'm in. So, um, thank you for the opportunity. Um, Since Thursday's invitation, it's been a time of reflection. It's been a lot of emotion, too, to look back on our path and say, you know, where we made mistakes, how Jesus saved us, how he was our rock. Um, but most of all, um, to praise and just keep praising. It's been like three days of a lot, a lot of praise. Like amazing what myself personally has been brought through. Uh, the Holy Spirit show, has shown me that, that I kind of have four segments here that I, I want to talk about. Quickly, of course. Um, Chapter one, my youth. Chapter two, my family strongholds. Chapter three, my time in the desert. I put myself there. And number four, redemption. That's going to be the greatest part. But my childhood was very rough. My family was very... um, Was very challenged. My, my parents divorced when I was two. My stepfather and my mother raised me, and we never went to church, not one time. My dad, on the other hand, took me to church every weekend, only I was with him every other weekend, so 52 days a year I got to go to church. But I didn't really know how to act in church because I didn't get to form those bonds and relationships. So I was always scared to death they were going to ask me to read Scripture. And I didn't think I could pronounce those words in the Bible. So at 10, my dad said, you need to get baptized. And anything my dad asked me to do, I was in. So I got baptized. I had no idea what it meant. I was like, this is cool. get to get wet with the preacher. But I I didn't understand anything about that. But when I was 15, that all changed. I was watching an 11-inch TV in my bedroom by myself with rabbit ears and Billy Graham was talking and Billy Graham asked Billy Graham asked all the right questions I could see all the holes in my life I wanted something different than what I had had and so I asked Jesus into my heart and he came in and I was new and for five or six glorious years it was just wonderful and it was wonderful because I was becoming a disciple I was learning. I was reading. I was, I, I was very engaged. And um, it, was, it was just, God was building a foundation for me for a future in my life. And it was, it was just a wonderful thing. Um, he blessed me, and I'm, I'm moving into chapter two. He, he blessed me with a family. And that was really all I ever wanted, because I never had that growing up. Um, we, John and I had infertility we paid lots of money and prayed and prayed and prayed for kids. And um, we ended up with two beautiful boys, Austin and Jack. And later he gives us another gift of Ollie, but that's a different story. Um, this family, to me, meant so much. This was just, like, amazing. You know, I had a couple little house dogs. I had, you know, had a great career, very involved very, very involved in my company. Um, I had a, a corporate position, loved my work, but it was really my family that I loved. Um, I had my priorities straight and I had my ducks in a row. And I, this, is, this is where the path kind of gets a little, a little off, maybe a lot off. So I showered my children with all the love I had. I um, was very devoted to my kids. I was very devoted to John. My children became my joy. And I I would describe myself as dedicated, involved, capable, committed. I was a very loving mother. And Jesus, he was there. I mean, you know, John and I kept the nursery at church. We, We did all the right things. And and Jesus was always there. I would talk to him. Um, But somehow, you can see, in retrospect, what was kind of going wrong. And and I was actually wearing a cape, okay? And I had a crystal ball in the left hand and a wand in the right. The crystal ball told me everything I needed to know about the future, and the wand told me how to control people, okay? Because I wasn't going to let anybody make any mistakes, right? We... You know, this was just heaven on earth. So that was my perception. And gradually, my family moved into the number one spot. Seems honorable, right? You know, I wasn't out cheating on anybody or doing any craziness. I wasn't drinking or partying. You know, I was just loving my family. But um, King Jesus was taking a back seat. It was on a shelf somewhere. Sometime in my back pocket. You know, in corporate, we don't talk about Jesus. It's not allowed. So it sort of worked, you know? Just kind of... But, but the power was um, in the wrong place. So, so that rocked on for about 23 years. You know, gradual. Very, very gradual. And then we're, we're doing chapter 3 now. We're, we're going to the desert. And it... In 2012, it all changed, overnight. If you think that you can turn on a dime, you are absolutely 100% right. So my company of eight years closed our division across the United States. Um, My dear dad, who I adored, and um, was, you know, my first love, was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And um, the neurologist said, going to be a long very bad time of suffering Um, my precious Austin was a senior he was working for Best Buy and Austin tried a, a very dangerous drug called K2 Austin was instantly addicted I'm not going to tell Austin's story because it's way too beautiful and he'll tell his story someday but I'll just tell you Mine in God's perspective as we traveled these roads, but but I'm not gonna not gonna take Austin's story from him. So we moved 70 miles after all this occurred to bring Jack to a Christian school. Remember, I have the wand of control, right? And my second son is not gonna ever try K2, and surely y'all don't have that in poetry, right, Pastor? Mm-hmm. Right, right. So I um, still am, am in charge. I'm in misery. Um, I am suffering. I am in pain. I'm in fear. My life as I knew it is gone. It feels catastrophic. Um, as you know, drug problems are not overnight. They, they, don't, they don't quickly resolve. I, I pray day and night, day and night, I cried a river. Um, but here's how I prayed. I begged God to heal us all. I begged God to do my will. I tried everything to change my situation. Counselors, rehabilitation, doctors, facilities, hypnosis, acupuncture, whatever. I'll try it. And of course, as you You wise people know none of that worked. Not for a minute. But I had to save Austin. I had to save him. He He was my number one. But Austin couldn't be saved by me. And that was hard to understand. And I didn't want to give up. Ever. So... My cape kind of got ripped off. And my, um, what was in this hand? Oh, the crystal ball. Yeah, the crystal ball. It, like, blew up. And then the the wand got run over by an 18-wheeler. I mean, it was just over, right? None of that worked. And I was like, where is God? We want good stuff. We want the right stuff. But he was there. He was there all along. And... Of course, we're moving into the the end now of chapter 4, redeemed. Let's talk about what God did. He never left me. In those seven years in the desert that I put myself in, he went with me. He walked with me in that desert, and he wondered why we were there. I kept asking, you know, hey, can you get us out of here? You know, can can you get us back? Can we get to land or something? Um, He brought me through a very painful process of dying to myself. Dying to self, which for me meant dying to my family. Meant realizing that these are earthly things. You are worshiping earthly things. You cannot control them, but you think you can. It's easy to say and so hard to understand and so hard to apply when you're a mother. And that's all you ever wanted. Um, toward the end of 2019, toward the end of the seven-year desert, I literally stood at, at Austin's bedside. And there, there are people in this church who were with me. And thank you and praise God for being with me. Um, my husband's a, a, a lot stronger and different than me. And he handled things very differently. But for me, at his bedside, five days in, during, while he was in ICU, they said, tomorrow we're going to amputate his leg, but it's probably not going to save him. I laid in the floor. <laughs> I had begged. I had pleaded. I had said, I prayed my prayer. And I finally relinquished at his bedside that, we move forward with God's will. And if that meant he was going to take my son, and in three days I would have to put him in the ground, then he was still the king. And that I would always praise his name for the rest of time. And that was a huge thing for me. It was just a huge thing for me. So who imagined that Austin would go in the hospital with necrotizing fasciitis and I would be saved? So I just just want to read just a couple things from my journal at that time. I knew I was sick at heart. We were all hurting. For what seemed like forever, I had had no peace, little to no hope, and the constant pressure of what might happen next. My life had somehow become entangled. It was not my own, and there was no way I could see to get it back. At the source was a constant drain on my resources, my finances, my time, and most importantly, my heart. I could not separate myself from my role as a mother. Loving my family was killing me. I kept begging God to intervene and change the heart and the mind of the family I love so dearly. My family was at the core of my being— And I needed it more than anything. And there lies my mistake. The dream of family had been with me since I was a child. And now I couldn't understand how I could ever survive if my family had fallen apart. John and Jack were angry. John and Jack were in a different place. But we were all torn apart. I had to try every way I know to fix it. I had to save Austin. Codependency, they called it in therapy. But wasn't every good mother codependent with their children? This was the strongest bond I had ever experienced. I could not determine where my heart stopped and my children's began. I had severe heart disease. That was making me very sick. Who could have known when God allowed a fierce bacteria into Austin's leg that I somehow would be the one who also got saved? That's God for you. So powerful, so aware, so in charge, and so underserved by me. So he he, he saved Austin, but he saved me first he literally saved austin and and he gave me the freedom to let my spirit free right to to not be to not be in those chains anymore redeemed by the one and only god to be this humble disciple to get back on that path of of pursuing him we're all going to leave this earth the same way it's just sometimes you don't want to let certain people go right Everybody's, there's, everybody's got their untouchables. Um, I'm learning now, outside the desert, to be obedient. I'm learning to listen. I'm learning to yield. If there was ever a sign I see in my face, it's a yield sign to God. Yield and let me pass. Yield and let me go before you. Yield and let me do my work. You do what you can, shall I will do the rest. So I am freed from my earthly bondage as long as I keep my eye on the king. So, so in closing, I just want to read something. It's a song. Not a singer. Wish I was. But I wouldn't torture you that way. But I, I'm going to just read this in appreciation for listening to me this morning. So cast your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face, for the things of earth will fall strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Thank you, Pastor.